welcome to Checking the Gate, a film and religion podcast where we discuss cinematic and televisual uh, media and their relationship with uh, the religious views of the day. Except this week, it's all TV. I am Michael M. Patty. And I'm Robert Reitstesco. And this is our very special TV Corner Lightning Round edition that we've actually been planning for a while now, but we had our little hiatus earlier this year, but now we're back with a vengeance, and uh, we're going to do a roundup. To, I can't wait. To, to play a little bit of catch-up. Uh, shall we dive right in? Let's. Let's. So we have four TV shows right, for today. Yeah. Which one would you like to do first, Michael? Uh, let's do The Path first, since I watched an episode of that today, and it's fresh in my mind. Yes, I watched, I just finished a few days ago, I finished all ten episodes, which I found very interesting, so. I watched the first episode and last episode, which I found less interesting. Ah, okay. So and, and I'll explain why in just a moment. Sh- shall I just go ahead? Shall we, since this is a lightning round. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's not I, beat I, around the bush. Yeah, so let me. You, you say why you liked it, and then I'll yeah. say why I didn't. Yeah, well, I'll give a little background since I watched the whole thing. Sure. Um, this show uh, mainly revolves around three main characters: uh, Cal, who's played by Hannibal's Hugh Dancy, and then there is his friend Eddie, who is played by Breaking Bad's Aaron Paul, and then h- his wife uh, Sarah, who's played by Michelle Monaghan, who is in one of the Mission Impossible movies. I don't remember which. So uh, some quality actors there, and there's a. There's a whole cast, uh, you know, their family and everything. Um, their son Hawk plays a major role in the in the. Mike's laughing because that's like a dumb name, but <laughs> that's exactly what. Were you reading my lips? No, I, I, you're, I just mouth. God, that's a dumb name. <laughs> I I don't think I caught that that was the kid's name. Yeah, he's Hawk. he's uh, just turning sixteen. Um, the the show is about a a commune of uh, that's an accurate description of yes. a commune of people who follow Meyerism. It was it's a fictional uh, religion, a fictional movement. They don't that's a, kind of a running joke almost through the show. Like people call them a cult, and they're like, it's not a cult, it's a movement. And um, started by uh, S- Stephen Myers, and there's a bunch of like hippie like people who started this movement with them and it blends uh a lot of uh, things from real life religions like uh like new age sort of things from the it's 70s a, it's a lot of rules yeah it's a conglomeration and the thing is you you climb the ladder um like they talk about being like 6r 7r you're like on the 6th rung or the 7th rung and you you climb the ladder to find enlightenment they're escaping the destruction of this world the environmental destruction of this world to find enlightenment in the garden where they'll they'll be saved from what we are doing to ourselves so they're very you know they're vegetarian they are very environmentally conscious. They they do all these sort of things that kind of work their way up the rungs of the ladder. The, the main conflict of the show is the leader is dying, and nobody really knows this except Cal on, on the, their little commune. So he's he's going to try and take over, and he kind of wants to turn it into a major mainstream movement like Scientology. I don't think they talk about Scientology. I don't the think they, they say the S word, yes. at least not in the two episodes that I saw, but it's... Yeah. If you live in the real world, it's implicit. Yeah. It, there's yeah. a lot of things that, a lot of real life parallels with 
those sort of movements if if we're going to stay away from the cult word but i found it interesting uh the the way the characters lived out their beliefs and they were real 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 to them caused real life dilemmas real life problems like in their marriage because the the main character and paul eddie he has a vision of the leader dying so he's the whole thing there's they're trying to see the truth trying to see the truth and he saw the truth in this vision but that made him waver like what the heck are we doing here and at one point he says you know i believe in what we're doing but the rest of it is just bull and uh you know because he's fighting with his wife um you know michelle monahan and she says but you're talking about everything that's in my soul so this is causing a rift between them, and that's what I found interesting. The I I will I will admit I thought the acting was really good. Yes, I it like, was. I like Hugh Dancy, having been a huge Hannibal fan. I like he him. He is really good in this. Yeah, it was weird hearing that voice come out of. He's got a different haircut and he's clean shaven. So yeah. it's his, he doesn't look the same, but he's using his same American accent. Yeah. Um, I liked the acting, and Aaron Paul. I never watched Breaking Bad, but. He was really good in this as someone going through a crisis of faith. My bone of contention, sorry for the cliche, uh, was it felt it was just cult show trope after cult show trope. There was a lot of those, yeah. Yes, oh, this, this thing that they're in has a lot of rules, and they all live together, and it was so obviously aping Scientology. Yeah. And, of course, the leader is a nut job who kills a dude and uh, you know of co- you know the dying leader and the guy who doesn't want to give up the power who's crazy you know and they don't let other people in and they it's just it felt recycled to yeah. me um and yeah at one I, point at one point the son wants to leave you know he falls in love with the girl in his school and his mother's like you're, well we're kicking you out you're you're a denier. Yeah. You know, you're oh, yeah, be... they're so quick to call everybody a denier. Yeah. Rather than helping them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're a denier. Get out. <laughs> yeah. But it, they, they kind of bring that around. Like, there's one girl who... Oh, yeah. In the last episode, they, they forgive yeah. someone. I, but... Uh, oh, so, well, and, well, and, she and, oh has... I, forgot, I forgot one other thing. The, the, you know, of course, the, the slimy leader who kills a guy and is trying to seduce Aaron Paul's wife, who's, who's still a believer... He's sleeping he's, with one of the new girls. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, she's on her on the day before her wedding. He's yeah, he's hitting that. You know, it. You know, yeah. it's just it's a stereotype that he's slimy. Yeah. You know, why couldn't he be the paragon? Yeah. Because that's not what the show is about. The show is about yeah. following a flawed leader, just like every other, just like the master. Yeah, yeah, that movie. Yeah, it was very yeah. Um, I think this this show depicted that a little more realistically. That one, yes. the master was a little, was a little. It was an art house movie. This one, it was a little more hyper, if yeah. you will. Yeah, maybe a little more metaphysical in the way it treated the subject matter. This one is a little more um, grassroots in the way, like I'll, taking it, the way it take it apart and look at this is the the real life interaction between these people. If you I'll know. give you that. Yeah. All so right. It, it's coming back for season two. You're going to watch it again. I think I will. I, I think I, I will. I was, I was, I don't think I will. I was interested enough in the characters to do it. So uh, the, 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 the religious part again is just a, 
a plot device, but it's a very interesting one. And I think it, um, I noticed uh, Aaron Paul was a producer on this. Yeah. So it, it has that sort of, um, that nitty gritty feel of like a, an AMC or HBO show. So. Yeah. Uh, all right, before we go, quick shout-out. Like I said, I like the acting. Quick shout-out to uh, Surprise Guest Star. I didn't realize that's who it was until I saw the end credits. Uh, playing the dying leader, uh, Stephen Meyer, is Kier Delea from 2001, one of my favorite movies. He played Dave Bowman. And I, I didn't realize this until just before we recorded this, Mike pointed that out. And I was like, oh. They made him oh. up. They made him up to look just like he does made up to look old in 2001. Yeah. When he's bald and in the bed. He looks exactly the same. Yeah, and I totally didn't get that. So is he the star child in this? Oh, God, I I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I wish you need to add in like a a bell sound. (laughs) Ding! (laughs) All right, uh... What shall we do next? Uh, let's, let's do a short one next and then wrap up with uh, the one we both liked. Yeah. Okay, well, let's do... Let's do Story of God next. Yes. All right. The Story of God is a six or eight... I forget. Six, six I episodes. I wasn't counting. Uh, episodes of Morgan Freeman going around the world. Uh, each episode focuses on a different topic, uh, mortality, who yeah. is God. Um, yeah, this is... Well, the whole show is called... Uh, in search of God, the story of God, the story of God. Sorry, yeah. The and story, in search of was uh, an ancient alien show. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, yeah. In the seventies. Oh, side note: we should dig that show up and look that. In that search would, of that oh, would be awesome. Yes. But uh, did you see the X Men Apocalypse viral video with George Takei narrating a uh, clearly inspired by In Search of with Leonard Nimoy? No. Oh, I got to see that. It's only like a minute and a half long, too. It's, I gotta it find it is a lot of fun. Anyway. Uh, Anyways, uh, the, the story, story of God, God with Morgan Freeman. Uh, uh, it's, he goes around the world, and every episode has a different topic. Like, uh, one was about death and different cultures' beliefs and the religious yeah. uh, philosophies behind what happens yeah. when you die. One was I didn't watch that one because it was bleak. One was about who is God. One was about creation myths. One was about... Uh, uh, the apocalypse and the end of the world. So, so yeah, that. Um, I uh, watched. I watched the uh, creation and who is God. Yeah, um, I maybe should have watched Apocalypse, but that comes up an awful lot on this show. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the last episode was about miracles. Okay, and I I will say this for it. It uh, there. I don't know what their production budget was, but getting Morgan Freeman. Uh, who has played God uh, <laughs> in uh, two movies uh, to go around the world, like the different countries. He, he's in India. He's all over the United it, States. Yeah, Jerusalem. Um, Jerusalem. I just, I, uh, I couldn't South America, it. Central America, South America. Yeah. So, yeah, he's in a lot of places. And so it, it, it's... The, the format of the show is like kind of like a news magazine where yeah. he, you know, they they visit with some people and talk about their thing. Uh, in uh, creation, they go to uh, where they believe the Garden of Eden was, near, yeah. near Jerusalem. Yeah. They visit. They visit a place that is supposed to contain the bones of Adam. 
Yeah, um, that's in. Yeah, well, he's in Rome. In a, in oh, was it Rome? Yeah, I'm he's sorry. St. Peter's Basilica. So he's he's in Rome. Well, the, yeah, they're in Jerusalem, but they also go to Turkey. That's where some places that's in right. Turkey where they think the Garden of Eden may have been. Uh, forgive like me, I got the, the first. Yeah, I got the place names wrong. I'm yeah, sorry. Some of the they, some of the first and oldest like agricultural centers. So he's looking at seeing like. I think he even goes to England and looks at like Stonehenge, Stonehenge yes, and stuff because that's basically a very elaborate calendar. Yeah, and, you know when winter is coming, you're you need to keep track of you know when to plant your crops and stuff, and that's. But that was part of their whole way of life and their religious cycle, and they lived literally lived and died by yeah. the weather and if they had enough to eat. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I've made a Lost reference and you've made a Game of Thrones reference, and we don't watch either one of those shows. No. Okay. Uh, so it it was <laughs> it was an interesting idea. I felt it was a little soft. I can't put it any more concretely than that. But I, I felt I it was very fluffy. Like it, oh oh, look at what we have here. This is what these people believe. I'm going to go get my brain scanned because some people think that after you meditate, part of your brain lights up, and that may be evidence of God. I'm going to do that now. Uh, I I could put it very concretely. It's I think Morgan Freeman is a very very good example of of a postmodernist. You have like the modern era of thinking, which began around the time of maybe about 150 years ago, where we moved away from religious thought into science and a scientific method, proving things. Uh, there's nothing beyond what we could. See, touch, touch, feel. Postmodernism is sort of a reaction against that. It's like, well, we can't disregard these things that are beyond our senses. There's got to be something more than what we know. But at the same token, it takes all those things and gives them equal weight. It's not like Christianity is the only way, you know, like someone like me would say. Well, look at what Jesus says, you know, no one comes to the Father except through me. So it's good that, you know, people become Christian. A postmodernist would say, well, there's n- not everyone's going to agree with you, all right? So don't even think about that. But let's look at the similarities between all these religions and and say, well, couldn't there be many paths to the same destination? And at, at one point... I think it was that episode about death where the the guy there's one guy talking about uh, a near death experience he had where where he nearly drowned and he saw the lights and everything and he heard a voice saying it's not your time and he came back and he makes a comment to to Morgan Freeman like well I don't I don't adhere to one uh, belief system I you know I I kind of follow many different ones and Morgan Freeman smiles and looks knowingly and almost winks at him, I think. I don't think he winks, but <laughs> he says, me too, me too, you know, so. Yeah, because what's he, what's he going to say? He's going <laughs> to, yeah. if, he, if he says, uh, this is what I, I can't do Morgan Freeman, yeah. I'm sorry. Well, he's, uh, then, then he alienates a chunk of the audience. Yeah. You know, they want the non-denominational God figure. Did you also notice that maybe he's a better actor than, you know, reality show host? Did yeah. you get that impression too? Yeah, he was clearly acting at, at some points, you know, charming people with you yeah. know and uh yeah, there's uh, but I I think at, at that point where he was I don't think he was charming that guy was talking. I think that was really him coming through 
just the look on his face. Maybe or maybe he's just that great an actor. Mm. He is. But to me, it seems there was some authenticity there. I I had a thought while I was watching it. It felt like a pro religion cosmos. <laughs> if if you, I think we talked about cosmos. On here <laughs> yeah, and you know Neil deGrasse Tyson at at points he he doesn't refute religion. He refutes. Uh, religion's uh, dismissal of science. And yes, like this, th- those little animated things yeah, they had, where they this, showed how how religious like kept down the scientific yeah, discoveries or whatever. Yeah, this show felt like it was the same sort of format. It kind of felt like it was an answer. Yeah, to that. But there was there was some times where Morgan Freeman went to the scientific establishment like they yeah, were like when to, he got the brain scan. Yeah, yeah. That was one thing with like is there does does something happen to you when you come in contact with the divine? Is there a physical change? What about the soul? Is can you measure someone's soul? Can you quantify that? Can you make it can you transfer it into a robot? They actually do that on the show. It was kind of creepy. <laughs> So, okay. so yeah, so it's uh, it's uh, maybe kind of parascience sort of thing, but but you can't spell s- parascience without science. Yeah, I suppose not. All right, so, but it was it was interesting, and it was I, okay. Yeah, I couldn't argue with what he was saying because he was because he was so all inclusive. Yeah, There's a lot of things I couldn't say. Well, you're wrong about that. And it's like, well, you're yeah, you're not wrong, but you know, I wouldn't. I, w- I would maybe go on to qualify his statements with, <laughs> you know, if I was coming from my own belief system, I would quantify yeah. that all the more. But I think that's what made the show. Pe- I mean, it, it was on the National Geographic yeah. and, and then it was on a, Hulu. And so. it w- it's a miniseries, so it's not. Yeah. It's, all so right. So, yeah. So, um, so, yeah. Ding the buzzer. We're, we're at uh, 20 minutes. So yeah. All right. Next up. Of Kings and Prophets, oh. which I kept, <laughs> the show's so good, I kept getting its name wrong. <laughs> oh, man, I remember, they hyped this show so much. Oh, I remember seeing, was it the Super Bowl? Some, like, yeah. it was the Super Bowl or the Oscars or something. Yeah, that, they, they kept like, showing the it all trailer all for time. it. Yeah, I think it was Super Bowl, because it was around that time, it was around... It was like March, February, March when it came out. Okay, so, was, so yeah, maybe it was the Super Bowl. It was probably Bowl. both. What can we possibly say... I don't know. Th- uh, they put it in a prime spot. It was coming on like after they they really hyped it to come on after Agents of Shield. So yeah. they were going after a, a certain audience. Yeah. I think. Didn't they reshoot the pilot? They did. Too? So there's and that was the episode we saw reshooting it. <laughs> it didn't help. I don't know what they were thinking. I think maybe someone was like... Oh, I know what they were thinking. Okay, maybe it's the same thing I'm thinking that you're thinking, so you tell me. HBO has Game of Thrones. We gotta get on that. Except we can't show boobs and we don't have the money for dragons on network TV. Uh, what can we, what what series of books has a whole lot of violence that we can adapt? And I got it, boss. The Bible. The Bible. You are a genius. You've been promoted from mailroom to intern. <laughs> I think that's exactly how it went down. I totally agree with you. And, oh, my goodness. And Of Kings and Prophets was born. So you have a uh, non-racially accurate king. Uh, you have Ray Winston mumbling <laughs> in some low-class British accent. Yeah. Fumbling around the place. With English-accented, vaguely Middle Eastern daughters. 
And yeah, he, he's portraying King Saul. And a lot of this, it picks up in uh, 1 Samuel 15, where Samuel tells him to go slaughter the Amalekites. That's where the first episode shows up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Goliath makes a cameo. David's, it, it, like, like Game of Thrones, it's chock full of characters. Yeah. And like Game of Thrones, it's way too many, and you don't care about everybody. You don't care about anybody. And a lot of people, there are there are multiple fatalities, like Game of Thrones, for no good reason. Just to have a battle. I assume that part's in the Bible, where they slaughter everyone, whether they deserve it or not. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And well, the, 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 they don't tell you the reason why. They kind of hint at it. Um, yeah, I was a little lost. Like, they were enemies was yeah. what I got. What happened was as soon as Israel left Egypt, all right, you have— yeah. Oh, and they kept, we've got to reunite the 12 tribes, reunite the 12 tribes, that's... reunite the 12 tribes. Oh, well, that's garbage, all right? <laughs> they were already united. That's why they had a king. He didn't have to work <laughs> to do it. Oh, I didn't even know that. That's why all the people came together and said, we want a king, give us a king. So Samuel said, sure, here's Saul. So it was bad and wrong? Yes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> there was no trying to unite the 12 tribes. There was no trying, oh, we need to get Judah on board. That was total fabrication. Um, and as, trying a, to do as, that. A, as opposed to... Yeah. Okay. All so right. they're they're trying to marry off one of Saul's daughters to this traitor, and I I couldn't catch the name. I thought they kept saying Netanyahu. No. Who is the prime minister? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> it was that. really it close. Was... I'm like, well, is does he if he marries the daughter of the king, does he become the prince or the prime minister? <laughs> if he's Netanyahu. <laughs> And but it was it was a meta meta Nahu or something like that. Something it, like that. Something yeah. Close. It was um it was um the same guy who's the rapper, the the um Hasidic rapper. It was the same name as him, I think, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't know. I if I, only there was a device that we could, you know, open up something with a the list entire of, repository of human knowledge. Yes, it's easily accessible and in our pocket. But anyways, yeah, this show, I mean, it tried to invent all this, like, court intrigue, like... Yeah, and then like that guy Saul's, gets... Yeah, like, and then the guy she's going to marry gets assassinated because somebody double-crosses him, and... Yeah. Uh, well, it turns out to be the concubine of Saul who's really working for the Philistines, and it's like... It's not important. It, it's... Yeah, they try to add all all this intrigue, which was not intriguing at all. Yeah, Mari Yahoo. Okay, Mata Yahoo. Mata Yahoo. Yeah, I kept it's, that is different than Netanyahu. Netanyahu, and the the name I can't think of the the Hasidic rapper. I can't think yeah. of his name. And then there was a part where you know they're 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 trying to give backstory to David, like before he kills Goliath. They're saying, "Oh yeah, this this guy he killed like a bear and a lion." Yeah, to so pay he, taxes. Yeah, because well, if they can't pay their taxes, they'll something will be killed or that's one line they're, they're trying to it's one line in the bible that says this this guy's brave he killed a barren lion while he was a shepherd they turn that into a whole subplot of like the thing that david has to do and it's like his the whole it. the whole b story yes yeah, they, they did <laughs> they hobbited it they absolutely <laughs> hobbited it and it was 
you can level the same criticism as that as you do The Hobbit. It was totally terrible. And oh. and he looks like a certain character from a certain show that's on a- HBO. Like, there's one point. I said, the, a one, certain character that knows nothing? That's right. Uh, like, David is walking with his friend and trying to tell him the plan of how he's going to kill this lion. His friend's like, well, that's a stupid plan. I'm thinking, you know nothing, Jon Snow. All right. You know nothing, so, King David. Um, You... Uh, slog through the second episode was there anything no relevatory it, that it should have it should have lasted longer no it 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 ends with samuel anointing david as king but david doesn't follow through on that anointment until probably king of what i thought ray winstone was the king yeah he's he's king saul but uh he, because he doesn't kill all the amalekites he keeps the king alive because he didn't follow god's orders yeah the prophet's orders that's that's a thing of contention too. Yeah. Is it is it just Samuel saying this, or is it? There is no doubt of that in the Bible. Uh, he says like the kingdom shall be torn from you, and another shall take your place, and he anoints David. And then David doesn't. He actually doesn't become king until Saul dies at the end of Book of Samuel, which I'm assuming they wouldn't get to at the end. Till the end of season one, like Ned Stark. Yeah. All right. Why are we still talking about this? I don't know. Good, good riddance. Yeah, it was it was terrible. It was slowly paced. You didn't care about any of the characters, and it didn't even really follow the story. They tried to, as my esteemed colleague so accurately put it, they tried to hobbit it up, and it just was terrible. It lasted two episodes, which was too too many, and nine fewer than Cop Rock. <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> If you're right. if you're listening, avclub.com has a fantastic oral history of Cop Rock uh, to coincide with its release on DVD a few weeks ago. Wow! Yeah, it will make you want to watch it. <laughs> wow! All right, so uh, finally, a show that Robert and I both actually kind of liked, Preacher on AMC. I I wasn't sure what to expect. It's based on uh, another comic book property. Was it uh, which which company was it? Vertigo Image. I th- I want to say Image. I'm not completely sure. If only were there was some repository of human yeah. knowledge. Well, there is, but we're on a schedule. <laughs> it's it's based on an independent comic, uh, written by Garth Ennis. I'm not sure who that is, other than the man who wrote Preacher. Uh, but like a certain other hot property they have, uh, AMC decided to. Uh, turn a popular comic series into a weekly drama and uh, I kind of heard a little bit of I knew it was about a vengeful preacher who had superpowers and I kind of thought he was a bad guy just because I didn't know about it until I saw the show yeah I the first time I heard about it was when you know they started seeing commercials for it yeah it's a vertigo comics which is thank you part of DC but they kind of yeah the do the more kind of racy kind of things. Yeah. Um, um, v for Vendetta and Watchmen, I think, were Vertigo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and anyway, uh, I, I I was aware there was a thing called Preacher that they've been trying to adapt for years, but nobody thought they could. Well, they finally did it. Uh, Seth Rogen and his producing partner on um, This Is The End and some other stuff. I can't yeah. think of his name. Sorry. Uh, if you're listening, dude, sorry. Does... <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, found a way to bring it to life and uh, they kind of are starting with the backstory a little bit to flesh it out yeah so they kind of hobbited it but 
I guess it works a little better because it is slightly less confusing doing it this way. And I, I have to tell you, I have the two episodes I saw, I liked what I saw, and I would have watched the other two that have aired if I had the time. But I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> Robert sent me a, a handy link that uh, some comic book website gave you a little explanation about yeah. what happens in the and it's a closed-ended series. The the comics are done. Yeah. Uh so you're not going to have a Game of Thrones or Walking Dead situation where you're going to run Go. out of material yeah. at some point. Um the comics are done so they gave you a a background of what happens to the characters we've already met and said this is who this guy is that didn't really have they showed a scene from the old west and said this is who this guy is he'll be important later yeah and stuff like that and that was helpful because they they're giving backstory but at the same time they also jumped in head first yeah. at the same time yeah and it cuz things the, happen it, i mean yeah there there's like action and things happening and yeah uh, and you're like but you don't know the why. It's like, why is all this stuff going on? Why is it happening? But it's it's not like an aggravating kind of why, like like when you're watching Lost. <laughs> you're like, what the heck is going on? Please tell me. And then when they tell you, you're like, well, that's kind of a letdown. Oh. You know, this is more like, because uh, I actually did watch all of Lost. and I, I never watched Lost. I after don't. Lost. After Lost ended, I made the mistake of watching a summary video where a guy explains in three minutes. That's probably mystery. all you and, need. And I watched it and I was like, oh. That's, that's all you need. Okay. Save yourself the, you know, how, how long was that on? Six seasons. Yeah. Save yourself the six years and the three minutes is well spent. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you don't, I don't think you have a situation here because it, the, uh, unlike the last show we discussed, the, the intrigue here is enough to, you know, keep you intrigued, you know? It's, disgust it's or intriguing. disgust? <laughs> Both. <laughs> yes. Both. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no no disgust for Preacher. I, and it took me halfway through that first episode until I realized who the, the main character yes. was. He's Howard Stark. I love the cast of this show. Do you know who um, Tulip is? Yeah, she was. Raina uh, from yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They are a couple in real life. Oh, I did not know that. Yes. That's fantastic. Good yeah. for them. They are so charming on the show. They're they're so likable. I mean, Howard yeah. Stark is likable on Agent Carter. Yeah. But they're both so likable on this show. And she oh my god, Reyna was I I loved to hate Reyna on Agents of Shield. She yeah. kind of redeemed herself toward the I end. I was upset when they killed her actually cuz they, they were finally doing something really interesting yeah. with her and then pfft. Yeah. Well, at least she's on this show now and we yeah. can love and watch her here. Yeah. So yeah, really neither one of them actually American either. Yeah. They are both using fake accents and they are yeah, so far in two episodes are spot on. And it's a different American accent from Howard Stark. Yeah. He talks completely and and pulls it off. Yeah, cuz they both had like He's British, sort she of bland. Is, yeah. Yeah, he's they sort of like she's like half Irish. Yeah, he had like sort of a like the a fake New York accent. Kind of close yeah. to that on Agents yeah. of Shield. Yeah, Jarvis. Yes, <laughs> uh, and so but they're both very southern. And Corinne, my wife, is uh, she grew up in the South in Florida, and she kind of explained that it's easier for British people to do a southern accent because it's probably closer to the way English accents actually were 
when America was settled, no. uh, you know, all those years ago. What so. was what was Jude Law's excuse in Cold Mountain? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Rat hole. <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry. Let's not, let's not <laughs> talk about the virtues of Jude Law, please. Okay. Um, Jude Law is the same birthday as me. Oh. So, that <laughs> there you go. Anyway. Anyway. Um. So I I have enjoyed the show. I'm I'm looking forward to to getting caught up again. There there are some we'll moments. See, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. There's like some as they say WTF moments. Uh. Yeah. Definitely. Like, like with. But I guess the, that's the, the guy, nature of the comic. Yeah. Is the one guy a vampire? Yes. Okay. Because like. All of a sudden, they cut to this guy in an airplane, and everyone's trying to kill him for some reason, and he starts drinking their blood. So that's why I'm like, oh, he must be a vampire because they're flying him towards the sun. He's drinking blood. And then he, like, jumps on an airplane, and then he <laughs> they show him in a crater, and his, like, guts are spilled out everywhere. And then the next scene, he's fine. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, he, he, like... Swallowed a cow apparently, and that healed him up. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot that part. That's right. Because <laughs> there's a cow. He's like, "Come here, you!" And yeah. you see the cow like go into the. <laughs> That's right. Into the crater, it is like. <laughs> sort of like Nibbler on. And, uh, yeah, and then the <laughs> and, Futurama. Yeah, and then the next scene is fine, and you're. Yeah, I, I was like, trying to figure out what what is this guy's deal. I never put together that he was a vampire until okay. he came out and uh, said it. So like in the comic is. Because I didn't read that all that article I sent you because I didn't want too many spoilers because at that point I hadn't watched the show. You told me you had seen a couple episodes and I was working my way towards it. I haven't read all that article. Do they explain that Tula and the Preacher and the Vampire, are they sort of like a, a gang? Do they kind of work together? I or? think they will. Okay. I think it's leading up to that. Okay. So maybe this first season. I heard, like, apparently in the comics, God is their enemy. Oh, okay. God, God in air quotes. Yeah. Sort of like the God on the show Supernatural. I don't know. You know I never... Have, I have never a God and a devil, and, but it has its maybe. own rules, you know. Probably. I never watched Supernatural, but that would be my guess. I kind of like... Oh, what was that show? Was it called Legion? I don't know. Something... There was... It was one of these terrible sort of, you know, as we say, quasi-religious movie... Where it had Dennis Quaid in it, and they were in like a a southern restaurant or something, and the angels are coming down and trying they're trying to stop Armageddon or something. I think it was called Legion. I missed that one. And th- it they turned it into a TV show. And anyways, my point is th- they kind of make their own rules. They're not they kind of take elements of uh, demonology and angelology or whatever they call it, and like s- the show Supernatural, and they invent all these things. Be- you know, just as a MacGuffin for the TV show. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe they did that for the comic. I'm not sure. I haven't read the comic, but the show is interesting enough. For, and it's yeah. not disgusting enough to, to throw me away. There's some, like, uh, murder, death, kill violence in here. <laughs> so, All right. So th- this, I think this would be the probably the most... Uh, it's at least parental inter- parental ad- advisory, yeah. the strongest parental advisory we could put on all the episodes. Yeah, it is TVMA for a reason. Yes. And but it is entertaining. Yes. But uh, on the other side, you know, if you find that too extreme, you can always go back and watch Morgan Freeman. So yes. Completely inoffensive Morgan Freeman. <laughs> get busy living or get busy dying. <laughs> all right. Okay, uh, so, so well, let's... let's uh, I think we're about done with our lightning round. Yes. So let's 
rate uh, each show? Um, oh, on on what scale? Uh, say one to ten. One one to ten. One to ten. Jizai. Yeah. Uh, one to ten. Um, uh, Pope mobiles. Okay, I can get behind that. Uh, uh, so, so so the path. Uh, yes, the path. So how what would you put that? Um, uh, two Pope mobiles, one for each episode I watched. Okay, I would put I would put it at a six, uh, maybe four. I'll put it. I'll put it at a six. Um, you know, uh, you know, one being bad, ten being the best. Um, I, I put it at about a six. It was yeah, two. Two's too low. I'm. I'm gonna say four. Yeah. It was. It was a bit drawn out. It was. You know, ten episodes. It was, but it was enough to keep me watching, and I think I watched the second season. So I'd okay. say six. Okay. Um. Yeah. Story of God was the next one. Uh. Three. Uh, yeah, maybe four. It was interesting, but and it, it was it was a little uh, you know milk toasty, you know, yeah, kind of in the middle of the road kind of thing. But it was interesting, the the locations and the th- the people he talked to and of kings and prophets. Uh, minus five. Uh, zero pope mobiles because the pope hadn't been invented yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Uh, w- its cancellation was well deserved. Um, okay, and preacher. Oh, um, that's tough. Um, C- yeah, because high, high, uh, seven, seven. Uh, I'll say six. I like it as much as I like the path, and. It's still unfolding. Like I said, there have been four episodes. I think we like we watched half of those, so it, it's still unfolding. So I guess maybe we can come back to this one and yeah, and maybe in a future yeah episode do it, do it properly. Yeah, and and we'll maybe give our final judgment on that one at a later date yeah. because it is a, a work in progress. Yeah. So, but yeah, aren't, so aren't we all? <laughs> Well, well said, my friend. Yes. And uh, on that note, we'll wrap up this episode. Uh, what are we doing next time? Well, I think we finally decided on uh, our TV corner, but the movie. Yeah, the, uh, for our next movie, we are doing Spotlight, uh, which we had planned to record the episode for today, but uh, ran out of both uh, time to watch the movie and time to record it anyway. Yeah. So well, uh, it's just l- as well. Yeah, a little background. Uh, last night, Mike and I, we had... A, a very, I wouldn't say it's a religious experience, but it was a very. It felt enjoyable, like it at the time. <laughs> it was an enjoyable time. We we uh, drove two hours from where we live to a venue in Columbus, Ohio, to see. Well, three hours for Mike. He's he lives in Cleveland. I live yeah. in Akron. Uh, we saw Sting and Peter Gabriel perform together opening night of the Rock Paper Scissors tour, and it was fan. Fantastic. I don't know how I can ever go to another concert ever again. I know. Thank it God I have Paul McCartney tickets because that's <laughs> it. It can it, otherwise it can only go down from there. They were great. Their bands are great. The production yeah. was great. I mean, it was. Uh, they did each other's songs. They did their own songs. They sang songs together. Yeah. Uh, they did a lot of police numbers. There was like seven police six numbers. or seven. Yeah. Yeah. And I was wearing my police shirt, so. And Sting even sang a bit of a Genesis song. Yes. So it was, oh, yeah. It but was, not a Phil Collins one. That would have been uh, mean. In, in the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're talking. He he started Message in a Bottle by singing. A little uh, bit of Selling England by yeah. a Pound. At first I thought, is this from his musical? Because he, he did that musical a few years ago, and that's what I thought it was. When I, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. It's Genesis. 
So it, it dawned on Mike and I at the same time. So. Yeah, when he said "Selling England," because I don't—I'm yeah. not familiar with the song, but I know the title. I haven't listened to that one for song. Like I yeah. listened to like "Nurser Crime" and uh, "Foxtrot," and uh, what was yeah. the other one I like? I don't uh, really. "Lamb Lies Down on Broadway." I don't really Seconds care out. for. I don't really care for Gabriel Genesis. I like yeah. early Phil Collins, you know, "Man on the Corner," yeah. "Abacab," yeah, um, "Trick Gen- of the ta- Trick of the Tail," uh, yeah. That's a that's, good one. That stuff's good. Genesis Genesis is a good one, yeah, too. Oh, yeah. That's all. That's all was one of the first videos I remember seeing. Invisible Touch. Yeah. Uh, I recently uh, found... I like I Can't Dance, but as I've gotten older, I think... I I like it because it came out when I was 13. Yeah. And it doesn't... Uh, yeah. It, it's very fluffy. I'm yeah. sorry I keep saying fluffy. Fluffy's the new sledgehammer. Yeah. We just yeah they they closed they closed with sledgehammer and that was they were both singing it together it was beautiful yeah yeah but uh, yeah so that's why we're together today to record these episodes and get them to you our faithful listeners you know our last I looked on the website our last episode was just from that the the Podbean website was downloaded two hundred thirty seven times wow. Yeah, uh, Star Wars would do that. So yeah. hi, all two hundred and thirty-seven of you. So it was—it's uh, the Star Wars magic. Yeah. All right. So, so hopefully we get hopefully we get just as many for our uh, last Star Wars episode, and they keep listening for our lightning round. Yeah, and uh, you know what? Uh, and also next month when we do Spotlight and uh, TV Corner, uh, we're going to. Oh yeah, and uh, in our TV Corner, we're going to do a show called Rev that. Robert says is British and on Hulu, and that's all I need to hear. Yes, uh, starring Tom Hollander, which you may have seen. In, um, he was in the. Uh, he was in Pride and Prejudice. He was in. He's been in a ton of stuff that I've seen. I have no idea who he is. Yeah, he, he <laughs> he's a the, fat guy. Yeah, yes, he is. <laughs> he's well. Uh, my wife says there's 20 British actors, and they they end up being in everything British. So. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean 2 and 3, he was the bad guy in that one. That's that's what most people probably recognize him from. But it's it's a funny show, and uh, I think you will enjoy it. So All right. until then, this is Robert saying keep the faith. And Mike saying I almost got through two episodes without saying sledgehammering. And, <laughs> and peace out. 